Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, wherever you're listening in the world. I'm always curious about where people listen. You'll figure some of you will be driving, some of you might be walking, exercising, but uh, thank you for taking me along for the journey, and I hope in this uh, short time together each day that the Holy Spirit can uh, encourage both of us in this great global adventure of Catholic education. A big thank you to everybody that has emailed in over the last 10 days or so since I started putting some content back out. It's uh, been great to hear from so many uh, great people all over the world, from New Zealand to San Francisco, uh, all throughout Australia, and uh, today from Canada. got a lovely email this morning, so thank you everybody for your encouragement. It, uh, it does mean a great deal, keeps me going in what's been a very challenging two years, hasn't it? It's been a really challenging two years at least. And I was uh, wondering, can we call this post-COVID times yet? Probably not, but uh, let's just hope and pray that uh, things are going to get back to, to normal as soon as possible. Now, I've got two things for you today. One is I want to share with you a great quote that somebody sent me a week ago from uh, the uh, evangelist and teacher John Piper. It's a really beautiful quote, and it goes to the heart of, I guess, this vocational aspect of Catholic education. I've been convinced from the absolute get-go that this is not a job. This is a vocation, and that, firstly, that the whole concept of vocation is genuinely a thing. There is a very strong scriptural basis for this idea of call, of uh, being both created and shaped by the experiences of life to end up doing very specific things. And that's why I'm truly convinced that Catholic education and your place in Catholic education is not some random accident, my friend. It is, in fact, a direct participation in the action of God in the world. So let me read you this quote it's from John Piper. He says, It was becoming clearer and clearer that if I wanted to come to the end of my life and not say, I've wasted it, then I would need to press all the way in and all the way up to the ultimate purpose of God and join him in it. If my life was to have a single, all-satisfying, unifying passion, it would have to be God's passion. So I think that's quite extraordinary. Uh, let me just do it one more time. I always think it's good to hear it a second time. He says, it was becoming clearer and clearer that if I wanted to come, to the end of my life and not say, I've wasted it, then I would need to press all the way in and all the way up to the ultimate purpose of God and join him in it. If my life was to have a single, all-satisfying, unifying passion, it would have to be God's passion. So the obvious uh, question is, what is God's passion? And if you've been listening recently, you know that I've been talking a lot about this idea of redemption. That if you look at the action of God, both through the Old Testament and then through the incarnation into the New Testament, you see God's pretty much up to one main thing. He's constantly trying to bring his people into relationship. He's trying to redeem Israel. He's trying to constantly redeem what is lost. Jesus gives us the incredible parable of the lost sheep. What's God's passion? Look, as best I can tell, and uh, other theologians and thinkers might have a different take, but I think God's passion is simply this, to get his kids back home. It's to get his kids back home. You know, Jesus said that it was his will, the Father's will, that not one of those that were given to him would be lost. Well, friends, you and I have been given to Jesus by the graces of baptism. We've been given to Jesus and, uh, and given to the Father. And what he wants is to get his kids home. So, 
if we're going to have a passion in life, if we're going to have a passion within Catholic education, then the closer we align that passion with the passion of God, I think the more effective we'll be. And I think the more we will enjoy our vocation and uh, the more we'll be a great blessing to the young people and our colleagues and the families that are in our life. So what is God's passion? It's a passion for the redemption of young people, that young people would come to know him, that they would come to love him, they would have knowledge of God and love of God, and that would lead them into a relationship with the faith, with their Catholic faith, that they would practice the faith and that would help them to become saints. I think that's the passion of God. So let me just finalize this in context. Every day, you are participating in the same passion that God has for every young person. Every single day, the ways that you interact with young people, the efforts that you put into evangelization, the smallest things. And remember, it's not necessarily about big programs. It's not necessarily about profound, massive moments of conversion. Often it's just helping young people take the next step, the next step in virtue, the next step in holiness, the next step in patience. That is you participating in God's passion. What a way to live, huh? Remember I said last week, I, I quoted Christine Kane, who said that you can tell when uh, you know something's from God because you try to leave it alone, but it won't leave you alone. Because I've done many different things, especially since COVID hit, I've sort of had to pivot into different areas of work. But I keep coming back to doing this podcast because I really care about what you guys are doing. And we need you to become saints. We need you to become people of prayer and faith and virtue, because if you do that, you're going to be more effectively participating in what God's trying to do in the world. Now, the last thing I want to share with you, we're at the five minute mark, it's a little longer than normal, is this morning I was uh, praying the Divine Office. It's week four, uh, Tuesday of week four here in Lent. And in the intercessions this morning, it just something jumped out of me that I felt I'd share with you. And I, again, I want to encourage you, this is why you need a life of prayer. This is why prayer has to be a really central, basic part of your day, because often you'll get an inspiration in prayer. So this was mine this morning. So from the intercessions, it says this, may the knowledge of Christ penetrate our minds and our hearts. May it find expression in all our ways of living. May the knowledge of Christ penetrate our minds and our hearts. May it find expression in all our ways of living. I like that last part. May it find expression in all our ways of living. That the more that we seek to know Christ, the more that we study the Gospels, the more that we pray, the more that we think and meditate upon who Christ is, his place in our lives, what he's trying to do, then it's going to find expression I think it was Robert Frost. I could be wrong. Some of my English teacher listeners will probably email me an apoplexy. But I'm pretty sure Robert Frost said that uh, a person is what they think about all day. So, I mean, to quote him directly, he said, a man is what he thinks about all day. So that the dominant thoughts that guide our thinking, you know, and they could be thoughts of anything. I'm no one's judge, but it could be bitterness. It could be unforgiveness. It could be resentment. It could be fear. But if, if the knowledge of Christ and meditating, you know, that, you know, Brother Lawrence's beautiful book, The Practice of the Presence of God, right? That this constant immersion in thinking about meditating upon Christ as you go about your day as an educator will find expression in your life. You know, for many years on stage, I was constantly saying to teachers, just keep praying as you go, as you're walking down the hallway, as you're walking down the corridor, as you head into a class, if it's a tough one, keep praying. 
Christ, Jesus, please help me. Help me with this particular student. Help me with this difficult colleague. Help me with this hard phone call I have to make. And as you keep you know, meditating and thinking upon the things of faith and, and who, on the person of Jesus, that will find expression in your ministry every single day. All right, friends. So let's, as John Piper says, let's press on into sharing in God's passion. Let's keep focused on Christ so that that focus can find expression in your beautiful vocation as a Catholic teacher. Thank you for what you're doing every single day. Please subscribe to the podcast. I'd love it if you could share it with people. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.